Purple Haze in my brain. Oh. Winger insane. <laughs> As usual, I'm making up my own words. I don't care. It's all right. It's a jibbity jabber. I should get writing credits. Whoa, now you're getting crazy, bro. Big talk. Writing Chris. Oh, okay. Speaking of Big Talk, this is the Big Talk podcast with Chris and Greg. This is Chris. This is Greg. Man, I love doing this thing, dude. I say it every episode. You know how you can get a hold of us? Yeah. Or do you, do you need me or do you need me to tell you? No, tell us. I will tell you. Big Talk CG dot podcast on TikTok and Instagram. Whoa. Big Talk CG at gmail.com. There you go. Get it, baby. And at Big Talk CG on Twitter. All right. We need some emails because we need the intern. Oh, we're on Facebook too. Sorry. Oh, we are on Facebook. You know what? If we don't get no emails, we don't get no likes, we don't get no comments, podcast is over, dude. I can't do it anymore. We can't do it without. Why are you lying to everybody, dude? You know you're going to continue on. Shh. It's a secret. Oh, <laughs> Damn it. Rewind. <laughs> if we don't get any email, <laughs> any likes, I got to hear from you guys. I really do, man. That, that, that's, you know, me and Greg been talking. We're like, man, we love what we're doing. We, 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 we love just, you know, talking about what we want to talk about, talking about rock, talking about wrestling, talking about the music, all this stuff. But we want to hear back from you guys. What do you want to hear about? What do you like? What don't you like? Let us know. And I know, dude, the clicking it, the clicking is so hard. Have you ever tried to click something? Yeah, it's smash now, bro. It is smash it, man. <laughs> hey, smash it. Yeah, we got, you know, we, we just want to hear from you guys. Yeah, we, we do. We really do. I'm about to give out my phone number. Is it easier to Whoa. call? Is it easier to call if I just give out my phone number and get, get some texts or what? Start screening everybody or what, man? No, dude, straight up. Maybe we should have a hotline like back in the 80s. Oh, one eight hundred big talk. You can hear you can hear all the beef between Chris and Greg. No minds longer. No minds longer. You're on your tippy toes, <laughs> and you'll only hear us one at a time. No, you'll you answer the phone. No, you answer the phone. You do it. <laughs> Hello. No, I didn't order a pizza. Kick. <laughs> we just want to hear from you. Yeah, we do. Everybody. All right, man. Everybody from New Caledonia, yeah, to South Africa, to Canada, Finland, ooh, yeah, Germany, Me- Mexico, Mexico, all of South America, Chile, Argentina. Come on, baby, get it. And we know you know the United States, so we want to hear all from all the states. Yeah. But you know what? Hey, I noticed that uh, Louisiana's coming up on our list a lot. Yeah, Louisiana's all up in it, dude. The crocodiles are loving it. <laughs> I love the sound of our deep voice. Deep voice. Hi, yeah. Hi, guys. Let's get into it. Let's do it. What are we talking about today? We're talking about a winger. The great winger. Yeah, there you the go. Under- Thank you. No, we're not, I'm not, you know what? I can't go almighty. <laughs> okay, okay. The great winger. One of the more underrated bands mm. from the era that we love to talk and about. And a very talented band at the time man. you know a lot of bands that you know that came in late like they did kind of shoehorned into that getting defeated by um grunge and so they get that bad rap of like they were terrible when actually dude 
you know, these guys went on after winger, still being in winger, mm-hmm. to do a lot of other things that you guys may not know about that we're going to touch on. Also, we're going to re- mainly concentrate on their first two albums. But we're going to talk about some of the stuff, other bands they've gone to, yes, other things they've done outside of winger, and how winger always, they always kind of come back to winger. And man, these guys are, these are the kind of guys that are just great musicians and love to play to play. Right. And, and that's what we love about a lot of these bands is they just want to play and they, that's all they've ever wanted to do is just play. All right. And I'm glad we're giving them an audience worldwide, baby. Yeah, definitely worldwide Big audience. Big talk, man. worldwide. I'm down, man. Hey, uh, are you ready, man? Let's start with the, the first track of let's the go, album. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Volumes up. Turn it up. All right, guys. So first off, we're going to go ahead into Winger's debut album, self-titled. Winger. um, First track, Madeline, written by Kip. Kip Winger. I kind of think he gets a bad rap because his first name's Kip. That wasn't even his, actually his first name. His no, name you, know, you know his name? Of course I know his first what name. What is it? Well, I got to scroll up here. It's Charles. Yeah. It's Charles Frederick Kip Winger. Hey. <laughs> so my name is Frederick Winger. <laughs> Fred Winger. Fred Winger. Freddie Chip. <laughs> Freddie Chip Kip. Freddie Chip Kip. Hi there. I'm Freddie Chip Kip Winger. I'm here to take your daughter out. Oh, for tonight, but probably the whole weekend. And I got my silky shirt with my chest hairs hanging out. Is there anything better than a silky shirt <laughs> with only the second to last button buttoned? I, I don't know. Chest, chest hairs just flowing. Chris. Like in the wind machine, dude. <laughs> it's getting tangled up in the buttonholes. I don't. <laughs> I don't rock that look, Chris, but you go ahead and do it. I will rock the silky, baby. Now tell me about this first, uh, the first tra- opening track. Oh man, this is Madeline, dude. It's about Madeline. Yeah. Uh, this this really kind of, this is one of those songs for me. It kind of encompasses all the things that this song was about. Really, right off the bat, it showcased um, Kip's voice. Yeah. Which was great. It showcases Red Beach's guitar playing. Oh, These awesome. guys are musician, musician, musician. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Red Beach, one of the great, great. Un- underrated guitar players from this era Kip Winger along with Reb two of the best songwriters and some of the stuff that, that Kip Winger went to do after the band kind of disbanded came back together listen to this if you're not rocking right now then you're dead you're dead whoa you just crashed into the ditch man but you know this really just kind of encompasses everything about it. You know, it really kind of shows what, what music was also about at this time, you know. You know, you got your guitar solo, you got your, your verses, your choruses, your guitar solo going into a little pre-chorus right here. But man, these guys were just great songwriters. They really stayed with what was popular at that time. But I actually think that this is one of those bands that are vastly underrated. They're vastly just lumped in with, with just like this light sounding pussy rock kind of thing that's yeah. kind of been going around about bands that were particularly around like I would say like 89 to 92 93 that era yeah I mean these guys actually made a lot a lot of good music and, and, and it kind of disappointing that people think of them that way well I think it also too was um, 
MTV and the videos, which helped them, but also didn't help them. Yeah. Let's, let's go to track two, then we can talk about some more, man. Are you hungry for track two? Yes. Nice. Um, same thing. Uh, like I was saying, the videos um, help these guys get out there, but also in the end, I think it kind of hurt them because they were more flash or fashion type of guys that, and, and good looking. And they were known for that more than their actual musicianship. We could almost lump them into something that we're going to call teeth metal. <laughs> smiling way too much. A couple of bands you could probably put in their warrant. Teeth yeah. metal, smiling way too much. They're too happy. Winger, way too happy. They're smiling, dude. I mean, some of these bands are just so happy and so smiling. I mean, Winger, all their videos, at least that I remember, a sexy woman wearing probably a short skirt. Probably some cowboy boots. We called them back in the day slut boots. Oh. Wearing some boots. And, you know, wind machine going, you know, yeah. maybe a black and white little fuzzy action going. And then here come the guys playing instruments, smiling with the silkies. <laughs> the silkies open, bro. I'm going to get myself a silky, dude. I'm about to have a silk off. You want to uh, have a silk off, bro? No, I know. I don't, We're going to have a silk off live on the interwebs. A silk off, dude. I have no chest hair, dude, so yeah. I'm gonna have to get some implants. I got six. I'm gonna have to go to the club for hair, chest club for men. And, uh, you know, we'll have a silk off, dude. But yeah, dude, that was one of the things about these videos. It didn't, it, it helped them, but it hurt, it did really hurt them. Yeah. They didn't really have a lot of meaningful videos. Not that, like, you know, videos of this genre, their videos were something so deep, but a lot of them, I'll pick one out just out of the air Fallen Angel from Poison. It really told a story right along with the song where these guys were silky shirt, sexy girl, playing our instruments, and that was all they ever did in their video. So it helped that they're good looking, yeah. good looking guys, good looking women, but that was all it was. And so it, it helped them, but in the end, it, it didn't hurt them too. Yeah. So for this song, Chris, uh, <clears throat> who got writing credit? Kip and who else? Both of them. Oh, Kip uh, and Reb? Uh, Kip and Reb. Nice. Kip and Reb. Hey. I'm, if, if I have any more kids, the next interns are going to be Kip and Reb. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> the next interns will be Kip and Reb. Are you ready to go? I'm ready to go, baby. Here we go. Give me the next one. Yeah. Oh, this is one of my favorite songs, dude. This might be my favorite song by them. Ooh, okay. I it just... This is a track three. It's called 17. She's only 17. I understand what you guys are saying. What? Yeah. What? All you guys out there, right, your, your, your girls are in the... Sitting next to you right now in the car or whatever, listening to you. 17. She's only 17. But the songwriting, the actually music of this song is so good. This is one of their best written songs. I love it. I can't get enough of this song. But, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, you know, this is uh, another from, time. From another from time. From what? Okay, this is from that uh, the late 80s. Yeah, in, in uh, 2023, we're not really talking about 17 and, you know, Hanging but out, you, you know. I kind of get it from this. I kind of get from the song. It's like every time I hear it, it's like she's like, "I'm only 17." No, oh, like okay. he's trying to be like, and she's like, "I'm only 17." Like he thinks she's older, um, but she's old enough for me. So he's uh, trying to, but she's like, "No." So, but that's I, a good way to think of. I like that, Chris. Now you're thinking, man. Yeah, man, I, but man, now you are thinking. Listen to just listen to this guitar playing right here. Dude, just, yeah. just, it's, 
I mean, this is we're talking musicianship yeah, right? extraordinaire right, right here. Exactly. Uh, Bo Hill. Bo Hill. Producer Bo Hill. Got a little uh, writing credit in here with Kip and Reb. Bo Hill always was contributing. Every album. Right. Everybody every al- he was from- one of the best producers from this from the from the eighties era, I believe he did I believe he didn't he do uh, some Bon Jovi work. Um or, or Warrant or you he know did, a lot of those. He, I know he did Warrant and Rat. Yeah, Warrant and Rat. That's right. He did the Rat albums. He did Warrant. Man, yeah, I just had to go off the top right there. But listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Killer, killer. All right, you ready to go? Yes. Great song. Love it. Can't get enough of it. I could listen to it 17 times. <laughs> now we're talking. We're talking about the bad. So those were um, some of the, you know, the, the, the uh, I believe, I believe that the, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe did they have four singles from this yes. album or just three? And those yeah. were three of them we just heard. Yeah. The last track on this album, which is one of the most underrated ballads of the whole <laughs> 80s is, is the last song and we'll get into that later but man this is you know I love this song um, the, the, I know with the chorus is great uh, it's so melodic listen you know the vocals are great it's a five minute song it's the longest song on the album a second longest song alright um, well, you man. know what what I was going to say on that was so the album starts off with Madeline Hungry, 17. Those are the three hits right off the bat. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. And we've talked about how we like, you know, our... You our, talk about I, li- you don't. I don't like my hits right off the bat. Yeah. I but don't. How, how do you deal with this album then? You just um, did it? You just like, well, okay, fine. This is what they gave me? Yeah, the, the, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine with it in this, in this album. But man, <clears throat> because you know what? As much as you would think a band like this from this genre, this late in this genre, not knowing it was this late, but this yeah. late coming in, Oh, they're gonna put it all up front. Now it's seven tracks of filler, dude. Honestly, there might be one if you're really reaching a filler. All of these songs are really good. Yeah. This is one of those bands that just does not get their due justice. Winger does not get their due justice. They get shit on, shit on, and shit on. Kip and the boys just are. are they're they're one of the greats that just does not get their justification, and we're gonna we're, and, we're gonna put it out there, man. They should get it. Oh, of course, they were totally awesome. They were totally great. Everything you said, Chris was on point about that, man. But like you said, you know the double edged sword of putting their smiley faces on TV on the videos, you know, kind of double edged sword where people uh, didn't want to see that anymore. You know what I mean? So we get uh, writing credits from Paul Taylor with with uh, Kip and Reb. Yeah. Um, he was a keyboardist, you know, that just, you know, played with some bands, um, but he was really kind of a, a studio musician, would fill in, fill in parts, you know, we need to re-record this or that kind of a thing. But man, you know, sometimes you get those guys, those guys that do that studio, they hear all these bands that play over and over. They really know how to play and they're some of the best players in the game so that is not a slight on these guys it really is one of those things that just makes makes you better and better yeah i think paul taylor played with sammy hagar for a little bit and he also did some of the eric martin solo artist work eric martin for yeah. mr big oh man he's great dude that's yeah. a band we need to touch he, on too listen to this right jesus you kidding me right here i go dude? he also played with aldo nova and then um steve perry when he went solo i love it and then hey. uh, 
You know how when we talked about, it's hard to cut you off, but remember we talked about White Lion, how Vito brought it's almost like a song within a, his solos are a song within a song. Sure. Red Beach, listen to this, dude. It's like a song within the song. Listen to this. Great, dude. It is. It, 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 it. I'm not. I mean, you're not selling me oh, on that, Chris. Not, I, I know, but I, I, I want to tell you guys I, out there, and there out there in, in the in the potosphere <laughs> that you know we're we're this, that's something that even if you guys don't, I know a lot of people that hear this podcast or check us out. You guys don't necessarily listen to what we listen to, but you got to You just can't take it at surface value. Winger, <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yeah, everything's they suck. They're weak. No, dude, this is a really good band, dude. A really good band. Multi-platinum selling band. Great. Love them. Ready to go to the next song? Yes. This is the song we heard on the intro. Written by one. I don't know if you've ever heard of the guy that wrote this song. Jimmy. Jimmy um, what's his name? Jimmy. Hendrix. What are you talking uh, about, man? Jimmy <laughs> Hendrix. You know what? Uh, hey, Jimmy. <laughs> you know what? We were talking about filler. To me, this is a filler, Chris. This Didn't, does not. A cover song didn't need to be on this debut album. You know, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree and disagree at the okay. same time. I'm going to do two things at once. I agree with you that it didn't need to be on here. They didn't need it. They okay. didn't need they to didn't need have, it. oh, Purple Haze. Because I'm going to tell you one thing. This is one of those songs that no matter how well you do it, it will never be as good as the original. Correct. But I do love how they kind of did their own thing on it. It's almost like they knew they couldn't do it as good, so they said, we're not even going to try it. We're going to take it in a winger direction. So I'm like, okay. But but does that make or break a cover song if you're doing it that way? Did you feel you did it justice or you winger fight it and this is what we're giving you? I, I guess it depends on how many beers I drank that day. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm sober, I'm pissed. If I'm drunk, then I'm like, hell yeah, dude. All right, all right. I jump his bones. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's not terrible. I mean, you got Red Beach on guitar, dude. I mean... Jimi Hendrix is great. Red Beach is great. A lot of these guitar players are great. You, you can't. Sometimes you just can't compare them because you're gonna piss people off. But every, I mean, guitar players can be just as great as each yeah. other. But you know, Jimi Hendrix was definitely in his time a revolutionary. Uh, did so many things first. Did a whole lot of things. But man, yeah, they probably could have done something else or just gotten rid of it altogether and just did a nine-track album. I, I think so. Or could have added something different. I'm sure they yeah. had. Something else in the arsenal. Let's go. All right. Track six. We're flipping the record. Yeah. Side one. Or excuse me, side two, track one. But I like the keyboards on it. So Par Taylor is doing a great job in bringing the element of a keyboard, a keyboardist to the band. And you can hear small things that's not a forefront like Red Beach's guitar or, or, you know, something like that. So, but I do like the element of it. And I I, thought this was a great song. I, I really like this song too. Um, I kind of like the way the chorus goes, emergency. Yeah, like I really, yeah. it it it's it's just not traditional. Like in the, I don't know. It's just when you listen to it, you're like, oh, that sounds a little different. You don't know how to explain it. Like when you start doing the chorus, I, I just thought it was great. Could that have been the work of Bo Hill? Like you know what I mean? Like learning his I'm, voice. I'm sure learning how to do melody Bo, of a song. Bo Hill is for our genre. He's like. The wizard, dude. He is the wizard. <laughs> you know that guy that sprinkles salt on the steaks? He's sprinkling <laughs> the salt on all these guys, dude. He's sprinkling the salt on the on the wizard on the winger steak. 
Can you give me some credits, man? Who this? Who uh, wrote um, this one? Hey, man, you know what you said it, dude. Taylor, Paul Taylor and Kib, you know, they wrote this song, man. Oh, great. Um, All right. And you know what? This is really right in our cut. You know, a lot of these songs, you really want to keep them under four minutes. Uh, to me, that's really when, you know, the, the, the you can pack everything in under four minutes. Besides that, you're going to just make it kind of, uh. He has a little three and a half minute song, State of Emergency. Sounds great. I mean, Kib Winger's vocals are yeah. just... Amazing. He, he was definitely good. He wasn't really known for his like bass work, but no. singing, I thought it was great. And I think what killed him too is on some of the videos, he did too much twirling with that bass that made him more ballerina-ish. Well, he studied ballerina as a kid, so that was one of those things. Ballerina, gymnastics, all that stuff. God, you know what I think? I think he was ahead of his time, dude. Maybe. If, if he came out, and right now, he would be the biggest thing since sliced bread, or since Winger, right? <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about this. Let's, you know, let's go to the next song. Time to surrender. Very classic Winger opening right there. Yeah! Oh, I can't even do it. Let's talk about this album. Released in August 10th, 1988. Nice little summertime album. Right? Uh, on Atlantic. Available on LP, cassette, and CD. <laughs> Peak position at 21 on the U.S. charts. Uh, okay. And it went platinum in the U.S. Went one-time platinum. Um, you know, I, I was actually kind of surprised. I thought it would have been at least two times. I thought with those three lead-off singles. Right. It just would have been like one, two, three, and then headed for Heartbreak really lassoing everybody into past that two million and since then you know with all the other things that that he's done since winger uh-huh um and as much as you know we, we got to bring it up as beavis and butt had hurt them people had to have checked them out yeah i'm surprised it's not the two million mark um but all the information i have and everywhere i looked it's only at one million it's but it's got to be getting close to two dude maybe it's got to be getting close i would love for winger to hit two. Yeah. you guys go out there Get those downloads. Get that winger right after you download us. Right? There you go. Hey, uh, do you know where this album was uh, made? Studios? Let's see. Um, do you know or are you asking me? Yeah. Well, I know. and I, I know they were in New York when they uh, wrote this. And I think the studio was, you know, I don't think it was one of those um, big Atlantic Studios yeah. in New York City in 98. Yep. Nice. Bow Hill producer. Um, their singles were Madeline, released in August 88 with the album. Dude, they took, let's see, August, September, October, November, December, January, February. It took them five months to release their second. This might have been one of those albums that didn't hit it out of the park right off the bat. Madeline isn't their strongest song on this album. No. I'm surprised they opened with that. Then 17, see, here's how you know. Six months, right? They released 17 in February of 89. Then in May, two months later, basically three months later, they released Headed for a Heartbreak. So you know that 17 was fire. Okay. Oh, we got to follow it up right now, dude. Follow it up. Catch the fire. Then in September, you know, Hungry came out. So, you know, Hungry was thrown in there for kind of like, hey, let's go to the next, yeah, you know, let's go to the next, uh, the next album cycle. But man, let's, let, let's keep these guys on tour. That's yeah. what it was. Let's go. This song's great, by the way, dude. Yeah. Uh, time to Surrender. Love it. Let's go. Listen to Kip, dude. Sorry, Reb. We're going to go to the next song, but Star Soul is killer. Still, still ripping. Poison Angel. Yeah. This almost sounds like a band, huh? Hey, what band are you in? Poison Angel? Yeah, dude. <laughs> you take, you t- 
You take the band Poison. You take the band Angel. Poison, poison Angel. Angel. Angel Poison. I don't know. You can do it that way too. Same thing. Mid tempo, good, fast, fun. You know. Yeah, the, you know this is. Um, I don't really. This this is almost filler ish, but not so much because when I started listening to it, I was like. Wow, dude, that song's actually really good. You know, first off, right off the bat, when you listen—I mean, Madeline, Hungry, Seventeen, Head of Her Heartbreak—those are songs everybody knows. Then you start hearing all these other songs, you're like, you start going, "Okay, it's all right." But this song's actually—I really enjoyed this one. I do have this cassette. I have it over here in the back room. A lot of these I haven't listened to in a long time. Poison Angel, dude, I loved it. I loved so you, this again. Uh, earlier, you said a filler. Which song would you have put as filler? No, I'm saying this was filler-ish. But not filler. Okay. So none of these songs. I mean, to no. me, if you would have said that, to be poison. Uh, I mean, sorry, purple haze. You to know, me and, and, is and, a filler and honestly, one. I will tell you, I would probably agree with you that that's probably the one song they probably could have got rid of. Um, and every time I hear that song, or every time I remember that they did it, I was kind of like, shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Like, why are you trying to? It's like, don't try to redo Back in Black, right? <laughs> right? Don't right. try to no, do no, no. redo Purple Haze. Don't re, you know? Just just let it go, dude. Just let it go. Let it be the greatness that it is. There you go. You ready to go? Yeah, dude. You know, to be honest, with Chris, I thought this was a single because I love the song. Yeah, dude. I love it. Too. I love it. I love it so much, man. I was like, wow, hanging on when I when I were doing research and I heard it on. I was like, God damn, that's cool. I love this, man. It fucking rocks. This song probably could have been a single. Um, maybe if something would have happened with the band or if maybe they would have had troubles between albums, they may have thrown this out as a fifth single. But man, this could have been just right in the cut. Um, to me, if Madeline wasn't the lead off, this could have been in the lead off. I think Madeline, Hungry, and this one are kind of all of in, on the same level where I think Headed for Heartbreak and 17 are above. Okay. Those are, by my, by my estimation, clear in a way, the two best songs on the album. The two best. I, but this is right there on the second level with Hanging On, Madeline Hungry. Then you got all the other songs kind of together. I really like this song because I really like the groove to it, man. I found it was sing along, you know, easy going, real, uh, you know, like what we say, you know, lift your fist in the air type of thing. And then you guys can see them, you know, screaming on stage and then people going, you know, hanging on. I mean, look at me, dude. I'm bobbing in my yeah. chair right now, dude. I love it. Hanging on. Hanging so we got Kip. Kip, Reb, and Bo. <laughs> Kip, Kip Rebo. Kip Rebo. Kip Rebo I, was I, the writer. I, I really like the song. I, thought, yeah. I totally dig it. And I, if I could have had, I, I initially thought it was a single too until I started doing my homework. And then I noticed, oh shit, this wasn't even a single. You know, but I did dig it and I love it. And I thought this was one of the, oh, yeah, a great song for this man. Let's go to the next one. All right. Here we go, this baby. This is uh, actually the last track. Headed for a heartbreak, track 10, song five on side two. This is one of my favorite songs they've ever done. Um, I know I said that about 17, but this is a song that, for me, as great as the song is, it's all about the guitar playing. Right. This song is all about a showcase of Red Beach because it's called Headed for a Heartbreak. You know relationships coming to an end. Um, things aren't working. But the way he plays a guitar solo is it's he's playing emotions. His guitar playing sounds like emotions. Wow, I never thought it of it that way, dude. Sad, like 
it's over and it's a waning sound and a waning and a wanting yeah. and a reaching and needing a fulfillment. And whenever I hear this song, you hear these keyboards, you hear yeah. Headed for a Heartbreak, and then you hear the guitar solo at the end of the song that plays the last couple minutes. And it's just like, oh my God, dude, this is just, this is one of the best guitar solos from the 80s. Top 10, no doubt. Wow. Love it. Wow, I was just saying it was a great ballad on that, and I can feel the emotion from him singing. And, this but is Kip, and Kip wrote this. This is all a Kip song. Yeah, I mean, you know, him does him, but his vocals are good. Like I said, however they put this song together was really good, and Bo Hill was on the money of you know dialing and twisting and making it feel real good because I dig it, and I was totally to me it's totally great ballad. I get your point on guitar because I am with you on the guitar work, and you know. I just totally love it. I think it just has a great sound to it, man. Yeah, dude. And a great song. I love this. I love every time this is on, and I always in the car cranking it. I'm always singing, either playing keyboards or I'm fucking rock and rolling, playing some drums, man. Let's talk about uh, some additional artists on this album. Oh, all right, cool. Do you recognize the name? I don't know. I'm trying to be like so significant about it. Uh, Dweezil Zappa. Right. He played yeah, some guitar uh, on purple. Listen, on, this, this is like the little middle yeah. guitar solo. Listen to this for a second. This is like another song. Right. Uh, on Purple Haze, um, all it says here is left side guitar solo. So, you know, when you're in your ears, you're hearing it on both sides. You got your headphones on, you guys. Do we need yeah. to talk about it again? Yes. Listen head. listen to whole albums with headphones on. Yeah. That's us, man. Um, you can hear it from side to side, going back and forth. Um, you got Bo Hill, uh, Ira uh, McLaughlin on additional vocals. Yeah. Uh, Sandra Parker, Rebecca Young, Hey Young Ham, and Maria Kista Polus on strings on some of these. Uh, you know, they had like violin, little string section. Hang on, on for here. one second, man. I want to hear this. Love that line, dude. And that just sets up this. Yeah, now you're now you now got the, rest the guitar of that. The solo. Guitar. Is like, don't you think I feel the pain? This is his pain. The yeah. guitar solo is really vocalizing his pain. His, dude, emo- his emotional struggle, dude. We just deconstructed this out, this song, dude. Do, 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 do. Solo, vocals, writing credits. That was fucking bitching, dude. I like that. Listen to this, dude. It's, it's, it, he's making his guitar sing. Yeah. And. Sing with emotion and tell a story into That's its it, own. Baby. That's it, man. I love it, dude. And if you watch this video, I think if I remember correctly, I didn't go back and watch any of this. This video takes place in a studio, right? In a recording studio. Mm-hmm. And so it just shows him playing the guitar. It's just like, you gotta watch him play, and you're like, what the fuck is. <laughs> the hell is this sound coming out of this guy's fingers, dude? It's great. Yeah, it's great. Re- but Red man. Beach, definitely underrated guitarist. So that was the uh, debut album by Winger. Man, you guys, go back, listen to it. Um, a great album. Don't let anything you've ever heard or ever thought about this band dissuade you from listening to it. Give it a chance. Live it. Love it. Make it part of your life. I can't say anything else, you know? No, man. It's it's excellent. It's a fucking killer debut album from this band. Mm. Um, I'm ready for the next one, man. Let's Bring go. it on. I'm all fired up, Chris. Let's go, dude. Let's go to 
their second album, released in 1990. Oh. Yeah. So this song, this album is referred to in two ways. The actual title of it is In the Heart of the Young, but to suave fellows like ourselves, we just call it Winger 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird. On the album cover, it says In the Heart of the Young across the top, but on the bottom, it's got the winger with like these two lines going right to two. Yeah, and I... So I just call it Winger 2. I like In the Heart of the Young. Man, but I'll tell you what, dude. This is a... Listen to that, dude. Isn't that bass, dude? I know. Killer, I was, was going to say that. I, I could really feel it on Definiteness. And this was their lead-off single. Yeah. And lead-off video with some twirling. So just to kind of link it up here, Hungry, from their last album, was released in September 89. Okay, remember that. September 89. Okay. This album was released in July 24th, 90. This song was released in July of 1990. So we're talking what? August. Eight months? Yeah. Good turnaround, dude. They just went back in there and just got in the studio and made it happen. Oh. This was recorded at the Enterprise Studios in the armpit of hell, Burbank, California. <laughs> yeah. If you listen to Steel Panther, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> Uh, hey, so, um, go ahead. I was going to say, in between all the months of touring and stuff like that, do you know some of the bands that they toured with? Um, Can I tell you some? Yeah, I would love for you to tell me about Bad Company and the Scorpions. Right? Bad Company, Scorpions, man. Cinderella. They even had a run with Bon, bon, bon Jovi there, man. Imagine that double bill right there. Bon Jovi and Winger. Woo, oh chest hair is flying. Oh, yeah. I hope they it'd be like a fucking Brillo pads rocking around, dude. Brillo pads. <laughs> It'd be like Velcro, dude. They ever have to like couldn't detach? They had to go to stage together. Oh, they couldn't chest bump. Oh, hey man. Uh, along with Poison, and then uh, a little bit on the end, Skid Row and Tesla was. Uh, I love it. Some yeah, of their, some of the bands that they played with. Every single yes. band you just talked about, they're yeah. all in our cut. And you know what? We've talked about Cinderella. We've talked about Bon Jovi. We've talked about Poison. We've talked about Skid Row. We've touched on Tesla. We got to go into them. They're coming up. They're they're coming up. Scorpions, dude, are one of the the granddaddies. Yeah, we that definitely. Uh, Scorpions comes up, man. That may have to be a two-parter right there. <laughs> they have so many great songs, but we're talking about Winger right now. Oh no, I like that. We're gonna Get do t- two-parter on the Scorpions. Now we're gonna do that. Old and new. Old and new. Feel the sting. <laughs> it sounded like is that a like a energy drink? Oh. Feel the sting. Yeah. Or like or like a malt beverage. Yeah. Feel the sting. Yeah. Feel the sting of Big Talk Podcast all up in your ass. <laughs> Man, I, dude, they, they, they brought it off great. It just really continued what they did off of their first album, Can't Get Enough. It's it, it's just a continuation off of their first album, this yeah. song. It just really just links them up great together. You're not going to get a big change. You're right? not going to get something that's like, what the fuck is going on? Let's go to the next song. Awesome, dude. Oh, and that was uh, uh, Kip and Reb wrote that song. This has got uh, Kip, Reb Beach, Paul Taylor, and Rod Morgenstein. Or Steen. Yeah. Rob didn't get, uh, you know, I think he was more of a studio musician himself more than uh, Paul Taylor, right? Yeah. 
and he kind of came in. I think he's done a great job, man. I think he was another one on the videos that everybody would always make fun of, that he was always smiling when he was drumming. You know? I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, I'm happy to be here, man. Oh, I'm part of weird. Hell yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. So, guys, there was this thing back in the day called MTV. They used to show oh. music videos. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, let's get I mean, they have now. It's called YouTube. Yeah, they do. You can go to YouTube, but there was this thing called MTV that played music videos 24 hours a day. And the M was for music. Yes. Yes, the M was, the M was for music instead of mostly crap. Yeah, mostly. Which is, is what it sounds like, uh, what it is today. But, man, you could catch all these videos. Do you remember those days, bro? Hell yeah. MTV. We didn't have, I've talked about it before in our early episodes. Yeah. I haven't talked about it lately. Let me talk about, let me bring up my grandma again. I would have to go to my grandma's house in the big city that was not the big city so I could watch my professional wrestling, my MTV, and my headbangers ball. <laughs> and me and my brother Woo! would sleep on the lazy boy recliner. She had two of them in her living room. Dude, we thought we were fucking badass. Did she bake cookies? Your grandma? Yeah, man, my grandma's yeah. badass. Baking yeah, cookies at But grandma. she wasn't all pushover. She'd be like, you guys mow the lawn. I'll have cookies ready for you when you're done. Oh. Shit, hurry up, dude. The faster we get done, we were thinking, like, the faster we got done, they'd be done sooner. But it was like. Yeah, my grandma was awesome. Awesome, man. Let's go to the next song, Let's man. Because it's awesome. It's a great song, too. Um, I got to say, Miles Away, beautiful ballad. Uh, same thing done by uh, Paul Taylor, who's just got the credits on yep. just writing this. Yep. So I'm glad that he brought this to the band and the guys accepted it for what it was. I mean, you know, maybe a little tweaks and, and turns here and there but hey man it, it fucking worked really you, well you know we just did our valentine's day episode but if this if we did a uh, a power ballad episode or a ballad episode about just songs that had to do with heartbreak and heartache this would be if this would be one of mine right uh -huh. here that's what the, you're you're not here you're miles away i need you now and you're miles away dude yeah listen to this yeah Love it, dude. Yeah, I'm definitely with you, man. You can't, you can't. This is um, one of the best songs. This band, and, and Taylor wrote the song. He does solo writing credits. This is one of their best songs. One of their, I agree it's, on in, that it's one. in that upper group. This song is with 17. It's with Headed for a Heartbreak. Miles away. They're they're right there. All of them together. It's one of yeah, their best songs. Totally cool, it, man. Dude. Totally great, it's man. Got, that, that, the chorus is grand. Guitar is great. Listen to the piano playing in there. It's not, you know, I don't like, we've talked about before, I don't like my keyboard and my pianos over the top. I like them in the back, make, just make, just giving it a little depth in the music. Yeah, there That's you go. That's the way I like it, dude, because this song is, or this music is guitar driven and vocal driven. Um, keep time, bass, bass and drum, keep time, let the guitar player and the, and the vocalist sing. Give me some depth with the keyboards back. There you go. Let's go. This is what you I get. I love it, man. Totally. That's, a, gra this, that's a great way to talk about this. Man. You're fired up today, Chris. I'm You're on fire, man. fired up, dude. I like this, Chris. It's about I love time Winger, dude. Ah. One, of the, one of the unspoken greats of our time. All right. You ready? You want to go or do you want to keep listening, dude? I, 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 I love this song. I can start it over if you want. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> no. I, I, I dig this song. I really love it. I thought it was great, too. No. I want to play it just a little bit longer. Because then I want to talk about something on the next song that's we're going to bring up because we, we brought up MTV before we okay. started this. So. Yeah, let me hear a solo, then we'll move it. Dude, this is... 
So not as uh, out there as headed for a heartbreak, but still good. Like you're right, headed for a heartbreak, and it told me a story without lyrics. This, it's moving and grooving with the song. Yep. I like Love it. it dude. And this was their third release on this album, October. Dude, they knocked them out, dude. They released two songs in July. <laughs> yeah. We're messing around. Fourth of July, July 31st. Well, Can't Get Enough was the first single. It's track one, July 1990. The next song we're going to go to, Easy Come, Easy Go, was yeah. also released in July 1990. This song, October 1990. They must have knew something was coming. Yeah. Put it out, put it out, put it out, put it out. Put that video out, too. Dude, this song just... It just... It's so emotional, like... You're miles away. When I needed you most, you weren't there. Nothing left of what we had, dude. You're miles away. Listen to him, dude. It's just so emotional. I love this song. One of their best. That's all I got to say, dude. All right, I'm ready to go to the next one. Go. You know, it, it uh, because you can hear the really keyboards on the background going forward and the guitars. So that was what I was going to say, Chris, about MTV was... You know, we're going to bring up Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. These guys, I think, fucked uh, Winger. Oh, yeah. Uh, however you want to look at it. And, and also, also I'll bring up Metallica on that sense. Now, they, they made fun of Winger. Now, what it was, uh, uh, um, Mike Judge said that, you know, since Beavis and Butthead had Metallica and ACDC on their shirts, they had a guy named Stuart, which is like a geeky character, and he wanted to be similar or cool like Beavis and Butthead. So he had a Winger shirt on. But in the sense, it made Winger look like a sissy band. Made Winger not not a strong rock band as ACTC and Metallica. It was kind of like, eh, Winger. And that's where it went out. And I think that's where the oh, yeah, a time. lot of the downfall that MTV brought on Winger. So, yes, how we made, these guys were smiling, these guys were saying no, but if you look at ACDC and Metallica, these guys aren't smiling, they're fucking face growl, and they're yelling, and they're not very pretty guys, but here in Winger, you got some pretty guys, but we're gonna, we wanna go with a darker, grimmier type of rock and roll face, with longevity, and I think that's where... MTV and, and Beavis and Butthead and, fucked Winger. And I want to interject two things. One, I'm going to say something straight to what you said, how they were out there doing their thing. I guarantee you, guarantee if you put these guys up musician to musician, everybody in Winger is at least as good as anybody in those bands. And some of them are fucking better in Winger. And I'll say the guitar playing of Red Beach, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. He's better than at least one of those guitar players. I don't want to piss anybody off. But one of them's vastly overrated. Yeah, secondly. Don't, don't start any malarkey, man. Secondly, secondly, <laughs> listen to this. I know, dude. Listen secondly, to it. Secondly, it came out that um, uh, Mike Judge, who was the, the obviously the, the creator of yeah. Beavis and Butthead, had heard that actually at one at one point, um, before the whole winger thing came out on their show, that Kip said, oh, he better not make fun of my band. He better not make poke fun. And Mike Judge had heard that. And, and Kip Winger came out and said, I never said that. And Mike Judge actually came and he's like, oh, yeah, someone told me he said that. And Kip was like, no, I never said that. 
Here's so somebody paper. said something to him about this to get yeah. that on there, and it was like, no, I never said that. Uh, I know. I know. It's, it's all these things, and, and dude. And you have it. I mean, I mean, come on. This, these guys are great musicians, and you can hear it. You know, like I said, that sometimes I heard, or I heard back in the day that the guy, guys would go check this out, winger, yeah, 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 but they want to see these guys play and see musicianship, like, you know, play yeah. them on stage, you know? I mean, all these guys, all these guys, hard, soft, you want to go to the next song? Yeah. Let's go to the next song before I get carried away. The song is called Rainbow in the Rose, um, five and a half minutes. I go back and forth on whether or not how much I like this song. I either really like it or I like it. But I do like it. Okay. Um, but what I wanted to talk about was, you know, a lot of the bands from the 80s, you get bands like Winger, Warrant, Poison, you know, Cinderella, those kind of bands. These these mu- musicians and all these bands, you got the other side, you got your Megadeth, your Slayer, your Metallicas, right? Yeah. Exodus, you yeah. the Thrash side, Anthrax, if you want to throw them in there as well, one of the big ones, Megadeth. They, they play on different spectrums of rock. They, they're on such different spectrums, but they're all great musicians. And some of the guys on the heavier side are better players than the guys on this, you know, the hairband side. And some of the guys on the hairband side are better than the guys on the on the thrash side. But to me, dude, I love them both. And I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but it's like, can't we all just get along? That's basically it. I mean, how do you talk about both bands or both those things when one guy's say longer hair, not very like, pretty like I guys. would like I would almost say that this crunchier, heavier sound. I don't. I played some guitar. I learned some guitar. Play. It's probably easier to go like than to do some of the shit these hair bands are doing. They're intricate. Some of these songs are fucking crazy. The intricate. You ever listen to shit Red Beach is playing and Richie Sambora and yeah. shit like that, dude? Uh, uh, Hannon from fucking Tesla, dude. These guys are playing some crazy ass shit. And, and a lot of times from these bands that are heavier, it's just crunch down to crunch. And, you know, or let's get let's get the wah-wah pedal going on. Yeah. Um, I'm not talking bad about either side. I'm just saying that, you know, maybe some respect needs to be shifted to the other end because it's just not given. As you, hard as they're trying to earn it, they're just not giving it, and it should be given to that end. Now, I know we're on our soapbox, but don't you think it's a little too late on that kind of stuff? Oh, yeah, it's way too I mean, what, 30 years too late? Exactly. But, I mean, if for us, for, you know, Chris and Greg, we kind of want to say it because, you know, we want everyone to get along, and why can't if you just, you know, if you listen to Thrash, why can't you listen to Graham once in a while, or blah, blah, blah. We do. I mean, it would be nice if everybody didn't really have to, you know, yeah, get I was, mad at I was that. listening to music the other day when I was working, and Slayer, uh, Rain and Blood came out and go, oh, fuck, this shit's killer, dude. This is awesome. It's just what I needed right now. The next fucking song was fucking Motley Crue. And I was like, yeah, dude, let's go. <laughs> right? Like, Bringing up that energy. I love it, dude. It's just great musicianship, great songwriting, great. No matter how heavy or light it is, if it's good, I'll go fuck, dude. I'll go from Slayer to fucking Boz Skaggs. I don't oh, care. Oh, yeah. It's, it's great. You have to put everything and say, like, Yes, this is great, this is great, this is great, but they're all great. Who's the greatest of each genre? But all the greats of each genre should all be in the same greatness. You know, just because you touched up on it, and we didn't really talk about this song, I thought this song elevates as in it sounds like it's a build-up. It starts off a certain way, and it builds up to this. So for your scene, how you, you like it, or you love it, or you don't love it, 
I'm with you on that sense, and I think I do love it in that sense because it does do a great build-up, and the way it ends is good. Hey, singing, it, it brought me there. It was faster than what it started off with. Sounds good. Yeah. I loved it, dude. All right, give me the next. Yeah, give me the next one. In the day, we'll never see. That was not part of the song. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, the, the song was written by the whole band. Um, nice. And to me, this song just means this has a lot to do with, like, death, the end of the world. Yeah, right? The day you'll never see will be here. There will be a day that you will never see. And that's what this song kind of means. And it's not dark. It's not heavy. It's still done in winger style, but the lyrical content Lyrical content, content isn't necessarily heavy either. I mean, good Lord, white teeth blaring at your face. But that's what it's about. It's just kind of showing they don't always have to be about love and 17 and I miss you and I love you. They can talk They can talk about some stuff like yeah, this. Yeah, definitely. And it was definitely a good break. It was definitely an apropos break that needed to be done at this time because I, for some people, it was like, can you sing about something? Oh, they are going to sing about something else. So they're not yeah. all about the same thing. Yeah, Listen to this, dude. It's not all about uh, girls and smiling and, uh, you know, picking the chicks up or, you know, driving in the back seat of your, of your not motorcycle. Not in the front, jump in the back. Yeah, all that good fun stuff. These guys do have something to say, and they can say something a little differently. Some bands did, and some bands didn't. There's storytelling, and there's different types of storytelling. And that we, me and Chris want to say, we think Winger had a great storytelling, great band, great musicianship to, like, this is not just a shitty band. This is an excellent fucking band. Yeah. And we love it, man. We love that stuff. Man. And you can hear it if you put headphones on and hear the music or take the, take the opportunity to really listen to these albums. You'll hear some good stuff that maybe you've never, you never for And here, it's Sing Along Horse. Here we go. Sounds love good. It. There we go, dude. That chorus is great, dude. I'll be putting my fist in the air if I see them ever in concert. Well, I don't know if they'll be playing this one, man. I was saying, hey, man, play Hungry. Play 17. I'll say, hey, Kip, come here. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. You want to bring me to the next one? Yeah, we're going to go to the next song. Let's get it. Another one, dude. Another good ballad from these fuckers, man. Yeah. Damn, they're so good. This, um, this is a good song right here. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. But, you know, <clears throat> to me, sometimes oh, the meaning for this, mean Chris, is... This song is called un, uh, Under One Condition. Yeah, Under One Condition. Track 7. It also seems like it's an ultimatum. Yeah. Like, hey, I want to get back to you under one condition. So it's either the guy telling the girl, the girl telling the guy, and you go like, what do you mean I got to change? Yeah, you know? you, when I listen to this song, you know, like you said, it's like an ultimatum under one condition. But it's like a, it's like a reciprocating condition. I'm going to lift you up. Under yeah. one condition, I'm going to lift you up if you just never let me down. And that's what they say in the lyrics. I'm going to lift you up, but don't let me down. Under one condition, I'm going to do everything I can for you, but you have to do everything you can for me. It's really what a relationship is about. You're there to support each other. Under, It's not like, like you said, it is an ultimatum. Like, that's what a relationship is. We yeah. got to do it for each other. Right here, he says it. Under one condition If I lift you up You'll never let me down Darling, under one condition 
That's that's great, dude. right? That's that's our that's storytelling. That, that is that's a storytelling. that is a basis of a relationship. If your relationship is not based on that, I'm gonna do everything I can for you. But you gotta do everything you can for me, right? It's a two way street, baby. It's a two way. And if you're all take 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 take, you're gonna be left hand dry, baby. <laughs> In a stratosphere. Stratosphere. <laughs> Low on the whale belly. <laughs> Let's go to the next song, dude. Wait, 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 hold on. Oh, you want to listen to more stuff? Hey, listen. I love Kit Winger's ballads, man. Hey, man, maybe you and him should jump in the back. <laughs> oh. I want to just chest hair. Bro, imagine getting your hair tangled. No your, way, Your dude. hand tangled <laughs> that shit. I'm, is it going to be like the footy old version? I, I'll be I, ripping him off. I will ask the question everybody's begging to ask. What do his pubes look like? No one thought that, dude. Yeah, everybody did. No, no one. This chest hair is all pompadour. We got a pompadour chest hair. His pubes must be looking like fucking... Like a freaking side mullet, dude. <laughs> He's got some fucking sack burns. Oh. <laughs> now you're getting crazy, Chris. Yeah. Little dirty blonde. Kip and uh, Rob Taylor writing this one. Quick little ditty. Little dirty blonde. Right. What do you think this has to do with? Strip club. Exactly. Or they're on the stage, stage left. Hey, see that dirty little blonde? Mm-mm-mm. And then maybe she came backstage. Next thing you know, we're writing a song about her. Dance for us, baby. We'll write a song about you. Yeah. I can smile and then. Anything but love, he just says. Show me those teeth. <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it. Totally good. But yeah, that's what this song's about. You know, this this album. Um, I, I I get this song. What what it is about? Just a little day. This one, it's it's okay. For me, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. It's about, you know, exactly what you said it's about, but it's okay. I'm ready to go to the next one. I'm ready, baby. Give it to me. Oh. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. This is the song I did. This is my song. I really (laughs) (laughs) You snuck it in there? Wasn't that tapping, dude? I'm not, I'm, not, rap, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying Kerry King couldn't do this, but I've never heard him do it. Not on record. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, dude. No problem. I like this song. Yeah, totally good. The riffing is just killer. He's up and down the neck here. Pinky Power. That was Pinky Power. I think he's doing a little George Lynch right there, dude. Hey, don't talk about George Lynch that way. George Lynch, one of the greats. That's another band. Hey, we got a lot of shows to do, Chris. We got to go. (laughs) (laughs) We got to go record like 20 shows right now. We got a lot of bands to come, dude. Right now we're talking about Winger. And speaking of Winger... If you go to Grill 'em All, oh, which is one of our favorite restaurants 
ever in Alhambra, California, yeah. Gorilla Mall. You guys, they have a burger called the Winger, aka the Stewart. And it, for them, it's a basic hamburger. But yeah. Believe me, there's nothing basic about any of their hamburgers. Throw a fucking dart at their menu. Any burger you hit, you are gonna love. Yeah, we've had them all. We love them all. We motherfucking grill them all, bitch. Yeah. That, love it. That was a good one, Chris. I like that. Thank you for saying that. Love and, that place. And I want to say, you know what? Yes, it's just a cheeseburger, but the cheeseburger is awesome. So if you've never been to Grill Them All, which a lot of you guys have, thanks to us, Nod, um, these guys do a great burger. And even though, like I said, it's just a classic American cheeseburger, it still rocks. It's still good. It's still very flavorful. Nothing. You can never go anything wrong at Grill Them All. You walk out stuffed with smashing some uh, burgers, drinking some beers, and enjoying the wrestling on the screen and having the, the dark metal blast over the fucking airwaves on that place, man. That's fucking us, man. Yeah, and man. if you can't every once in a while, look around the building because you'll catch the Big Talk Podcast stickers once in a while in there. There's four hidden ones if you can find them all. Yeah, take a picture, send it to us. You might get a prize. Yeah. Oh, surprise. Yeah. Let's go to the next song. This is called, oh, I'm sorry. Baptized by Fire, track nine. Winger Red Beach. I hate that rap he did during the song. This song, I think they could have gotten rid of that rap. I don't know, man. He sounds like Eminem. <laughs> Change yeah. it. Let's go. I love this song. Um, Fun song. I've listened to it a couple times, really dissecting the lyrics. It's one of those songs where, to me, it's about a song of two people that were together that have broken up, where that person's saying they didn't do anything on, and it's sarcastic. Oh, you're the saint. I guess I'm the sinner. Yeah. When right. it's actually probably the other way. You're the sinner. I'm the saint. Yeah. You're leaving me. What? No. That's what the song is about. And man, it's just great um, I don't even know what the word is it's just great lyrical writing great just not innuendo just like sarcasm and that's word a good word for it. and wordplay sarcasm and wordplay is perfect it's just great on, on this song cool see you're saying you're the saint I'm the sinner yeah right it is yeah as, as my you say as my heart turns the stone Killer. Man, it's it's these guys can write some songs, dude. The more I mean I I'll be honest with you, dude. I probably listen to these songs each. Cause we, we we took a little extended break. Um I'd probably say I listen to these albums like ten times each. Wow, okay. And that's just what I do because I get a lot of gym time, yeah. some drive time. This is one of the songs that I would listen to a couple times in a row. Like listen to that again, dude. I think it's killer. Let's nice. go to the next song. All right. Let's go to the next song, the last song that we're going to talk about. All right. Sounds good. In the Heart of the Young, track 11, Winger 2. Oh. And Bo Hill was still the producer on this album. Um, right, dude. We got a little keyboard action on this one. 
It sounds very epic-y. Like, you know, this it sounds like it's going to be an epic song with them singing and pulling out some, you know, crazy musicianship as in, you know, we're going to paint this good picture of something. So no. let's talk. Let's talk about some other stuff. All right. Um. So can't get enough and easy come easy go, which were two of the releases were actually two late um, additions to this album. They weren't originally on going to be on the album. They were late recordings. They were late additions. Which one? Which song? Um. Uh, can't get enough and easy come easy go. Easy go. Oh, well, those okay. two songs. So they didn't feel like there were enough singles. This is listen to the song. Great. I love it, dude. Um, they didn't feel like there were enough singles. They added those two, who became smash hits. Smash it, man! Smashed it. Peaked at number 15. It exceeded their first album. They did a 13-month tour. For all of those that don't know, that's more than a year. Uh-huh. Uh, they played with the Kiss. The Kiss. They, I was gonna say the Scorpions, but I didn't see yeah. it. They played with Kiss, which they were probably headlining for Kiss. Should've Whatever. Should have been. Whatever. Um, Kiss Scor- rules, man. The Scorps, Extreme, Slaughter, and ZZ Top. Nice, dude. These dude. guys are touring with the biggest bands in the yeah, world, dude. Exactly, man. Except for Kiss. Uh, no, man. no. Kiss was the greatest band in the world. They still are. That's why they're ending. You know what? We're going to the show. All I'm going to go- force you. All great things must come to an end, even if it's 30 years too late. <laughs> Kiss still rules, bro. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, uh, uh, so before this, if anybody doesn't know, uh, Kip Winger was a part of the Alice Cooper band. Oh, yes, and he, he was. And he did four albums with Alice Cooper. Yes, he did. Uh, Constructor, Raise Your Fist and Yell, uh, Trash, and then Welcome to My Nightmare. That's right. Uh, were those, man. So those were... Those were Played bass for them. Uh, at, the, at the time, I think Alice Cooper was making a comeback, um, you know, and, you know, Kip was in there in the background just kind of... Playing bass and doing nope. some little twirls, hanging out with Kane Roberts and stuff like that, man. Yeah, man. You know, you know, you're right. You know, Kip did a lot of things. He did Winger. He, you know, the first incarnation of Winger. You know, he was playing with some of his brothers. He has two of them. Um, they didn't really do much. He started his own band on his own. They really did well. And after Winger kind of broke up, they they came back together. They did some albums, and he went solo again. He did some theater music, some classical. Like started studying classical. He's got some other great stuff out there, guys. Go Google it. Go check out Kip Winger's Wikipedia pages. There's some stuff out there that is so different than what you're listening to now. Yeah. Anything you guys have ever heard before. Some some great theatrical music stuff. Go listen to it. Man, you guys will not be disappointed. This is the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. Big Talk CG Podcast on TikTok and Instagram. BigTalkCG at gmail.com at BigTalkCG on Twitter. Winger forever. Whoa, man. Nice. Hey, guys, don't forget, man. Um, like we said, go visit Grilla Mall. Don't forget to listen to our podcast. And we're going to see you soon. So, see ya.